Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. So now, let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. First, I want to tell you that my guest today is actor Sam Witwer. He's the uh, actor from Battlestar Galactica, Smallville, a host of television shows, the uh, recent movie that's been that filmed in, in, in my area, No God, No Master, directed by Terry Green. We've had Curtis Smith, the first AD, Eduardo Ballerini, who's also appeared in the movie. We've had uh, script supervisor uh, on the show. Uh, we've just had a host of people, uh, Mr. Resnick, on the show. And... Uh, uh, today we have Sam back. Sam also currently uh, starring the movie The Return of Joe Rich with director Sam Oster, and uh, I'm very pleased to have him. But first, I want to thank all of my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and your industry connections. I want to thank everybody on Twitter who retweets uh, about my guests. Uh, you are very special. I hope you're listening, and when you do listen, um, that you know that uh, I certainly appreciate it when you tweet about my guests or you tweet about the show because it helps spread the word far and wide. Uh, it uh, is fantastic of you, and, and you rock. I appreciate that. Same with you people who post on uh, your Facebook walls or your MySpace walls or you email your guests as things are coming up. By the way, the chat room is open. Um, uh, it helps so much when you uh, when you help spread the word about what we're doing here because we're pulling back the veil on movie making and TV making and video game making and and uh, and attempting to help you know everyone who's got a position behind the camera as well as an on camera talent uh, by providing them with experts who they can listen to they can interact with in the chat room uh, to, to demystify the process and help you make your project smoother faster uh, cheaper. You know, and to get them done by, by, again, knowing what to do and by knowing what not to do. Because Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you. That is why I'm connecting you up with people who are making it happen. You can subscribe to the official uh, Movie Beat website. That's rexsykes.com. That's my name, R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com, by clicking on the RSS feed at the welcome page. If you're listening live, go ahead, friend us, make us a, a favorite, leave comments, uh, rate the show. If you're listening to this through my website or if you're uh, going to the website at some point to listen to the archive shows, because all of them are archived on the website, you go to rexsykes.com, you click on the interviews uh, pull down the blog, and it'll open up a faceplate with five different interview photographs. And at the bottom, if you scroll down there, it will say go to archives. Now at the top under interviews it says don't pay any attention to the date that you see because that's a publication date. It has nothing to do with the airing date of the show. It has to do with when I create 
the, the, the biography page for my guests. And uh, it's a fictitious date. Don't worry about the date, all right? Go into the archives. Look for the name of the guest who you want to listen to. Click on that link, and it'll open up their biography page. There'll be a photo of them. There'll be uh, information about them, who they are, what they've done, their credits. And inside that biography, it'll say to listen live or to listen archived or to listen. Click bolded link, and there you'll see the link. Sometimes there's one. Sometimes there's two. Sometimes there's three or six different links that you can click on and listen to. All right, so we've covered that. Uh, and go ahead and keep spreading the word. Uh, the other thing is is that all of the shows, over 140 hours of uh, listening pleasure for you, is available through the iTunes store uh, free, Rex Sykes Movie Beat podcast. So uh, go ahead and um, subscribe to the podcast. And when you're there, please do rate and review the show because, again, that helps extend our reach to others. And um, having said all that, I want you to um, know that uh, there's many more guests coming up in the future. There's more in terms of articles and, and uh, different stuff that's going on the website. I have been busy with the production of Woody's World, the pilot. Uh, we're now in post-production with that. Uh, I've been busy traveling, and uh, we're doing some other things. So I, I want to be able to, um, to attend to the website as, as uh, best I can. Um, but I just want to thank you for being a reader, for being a loyal listener, uh, for joining us in the chat room, and for hanging out. Uh, with, having said all that, let me bring on my guest. Sam Whitwer has been a regular on the series Battlestar Galactica, the series Smallville. He's been in Bones, Dexter, CSI, JAG, NCIS, Cold Case, Angel, Dark Angel, and so much more TV. He's recently appeared in No God, No Master, directed by a friend of Rex Sykes movie beat Terry Green, and The Return of Joe Rich, directed by uh, our other friend Sam Oster. I've mentioned those before. Uh, plus, he's just done a, a slew of other things, so I'm going to be bringing Sam on right this moment. If you're calling in, please be aware that uh, we can't take call-ins, but we do take... Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and take this call. And Sam, are you there? Yo. I'm, I'm going to take what? this call in because I suspect it could be somebody we know. But just in case, hello, are you there? Yes. And hello? who is this? Hello. This is Sam. And uh, is there another caller on the line? And an 847 number. 847 number. Uh, well, Sam, yeah, I, this, I, is, no, this is Sam, Sam Whitmer. There's, there's another caller in the in the show queue, and uh, I thought it might be our friend Sam Oster, but uh, uh, nobody's responding to that, so I'm going to mute them out. And uh, Sam, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm very, very well. It's been a little while since we talked to you, and uh, I think that was back in April, but uh, things going well? Yeah, yeah, things are going very well. Just uh, wish I could catch up on sleep. <laughs> and then we've got you up early this morning, that's for sure. So uh, uh, maybe you want to uh, fill us in as to what's been going on, or oh, uh, just uh, just working, taking meetings, and and uh, going in, traveling a little bit, just you know the usual. Um, it's very strange. You moved to L.A. to uh, to work in in L.A. presumably, and uh, and oddly enough. Um, <laughs> You don't work in L.A. that much. You, you get the jobs in L.A. and then they ship you out wherever you're you're going. But actually, in the past uh, past month, I, I had an opportunity to go to 
San Francisco a couple times and 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 do some more work uh, with them and and uh, have a little fun on the side because I got some family and some friends there. So the San Francisco cool. journey are those up to uh, the Lucas Ranch that area or? Yeah, yeah. And then yesterday, actually, oddly enough, did some more Lucas work here for the Clone Wars, which was it was it was cool. I got my first piece of direction from the man himself, so that was kind of that was kind of neat. It was through Dave Filoni, but he said, "Hey, George wants you to do this and this." It's like, "Oh, that's that's cool. I'll do that." Cool. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, yeah, just uh, taking meetings and uh, trying to figure out what's going to come next, that type of thing. Well, can you? I know this is kind of a vague question, but can you kind of run us through that? I mean, in other words, you know, you're busy acting and you're on the set, and uh, and then things wrap. Whether you've got a a large part or a small part, whether you know whether you're there for the close of the project or whether you're wrapped off the project prior to the end of it, um, you know. But but then the, that in between time, you know, the taking of meetings. What you know? What does that? Can you describe that for our listeners? What what life is like? You know that whole. Well, yeah, that that is that has shifted as I've uh, as I've progressed in this uh, in this business. I mean, I suppose when I started taking meetings meant um, <laughs> meant going to auditions and meeting cast and directors and trying my damnedest to, to get any kind of job. Now now it actually is more along the lines of actually taking a meeting you know the 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 concept has caught up with its literal meaning a little bit um yesterday met with uh an executive producer for a show that's doing very well just to you know just to catch up and talk and see if there's possibly anything i could do for them um and you know it's it's if you i i guess i mean you know i still feel like i'm new to this even though i've been doing it for eight years something like that um and I guess the reason I feel I'm new to this is that it, it keeps shifting and changing. Um, and thankfully for the better, uh, the more resume that you have, the more work that you've done, and the more people are familiar with your work, kind of the nicer they are to you uh, in the audition room uh-huh. in terms of, you know, they, they pay a little bit more attention to you. I also have the firm belief that they see your audition as being better than perhaps it is. <laughs> um uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could do the same thing now that maybe I I could have done five or six years ago. Five or six years ago, you know, let's say it was a risky move as a part of an audition, sort of a an unorthodox an unorthodox acting choice. Um, I feel like uh, that might be seen by those who have no reason to pay uh, particular attention as perhaps a bad acting move. Whereas these days, it, it may be every bit the bad acting move, but they're going to see it as an interesting choice <laughs> now. So um, I will go ahead. Uh, well, anyway, so that's that's basically what it's what it's uh, been like. I mean, it's it's you know it's going, it's meeting with people, and and then it's um, oddly enough, it's uh, turning things down um, every now and again, which I just you know I guess I'm lucky to have that luxury. Anyway, uh, 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 well, I, I was just going to kind of uh, name drop and and uh, anecdotally support your um, contention that y- your auditions may be viewed in a more favorable light because of you know your visibility in the industry versus say when you were starting out. I was on the set years ago with Kurt Douglas on on the Money Changers, and 
he was having trouble with the line, and he dropped it you know, numerous times, and he made the comment, well, I haven't gotten my overtime yet. And of course, everybody burst out in this huge laughter and applause, and I went, in my head, that's because that's Kirk Douglas. Yeah. You know, yeah. he got that response. If I had said that, they would <laughs> probably fire me on the spot. You know, I mean, it just, uh, you know, but he, but he was very much, you know, his, 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 it wasn't even funny. But you know, people thought it was very humorous at the time. Sure. Well, he's so, he's making light of himself in a situation yeah, that's potentially. Yeah, it was self-deprivating. I mean, it was self-deprivating humor, and it was it, it, it eased the tension. So I, I don't I don't I don't mean anything pejorative about Kurt Douglas. He was he was fine and he was excellent. But I yeah. just the reception was probably over the top given given the state of the comment. Anyway, yeah, um, go ahead. Before. No, go for it. <laughs> we're, we're too polite. We keep telling each that's other to right. go for it. That's right. Uh, um, uh, what's it like to turn things down? I mean, that's probably, you know, I mean, I, I guess I never thought about, you know, going getting to the point of saying, you know what, I'd like to be so busy that I can turn things down or I'd like to be, you know, where people are are, are uh, sending me. Because most actors, I think of, you know, I think, think, I just want to work. But now, yeah. you know, you're in a career place where, you know, it, it – benefits you to actually turn certain projects down or to to make decisions what how is that what is that like what's that you know the whole well it's it's you know um it's interesting because uh it's wow where where do i begin with that i mean it's 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 something you just sort of have to do i I think i kind of depends on I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I mean, I know some uh, extremely good actors who have really uh, excellent name recognition that that actually don't turn much down, and um, and they have very impressive careers, and they they will go off and and do um, kind of a bad cheesy project here and there. But I think I I, I don't know. I feel like uh, God, maybe I'm wrong here. I, I I should really ask them point blank, but. Uh, I feel like they have uh, such amount of an uh, such an amount of name recognition that they can get away with pretty much doing anything, uh, and people are still going to remember the great things that they've done, and uh, and think of them in that light. And if they do something less, they, they you know than that, people just kind of ignore it or just go, hey, you know, people got to eat. Um, I am foolish in that I'm in that this this place where I'm trying to uh, establish. Kind of a, a a general feeling of of um, God, I, I don't even know. Just trying to trying to establish a general feeling of uh, I won't just take anything type thing. Um, you know, it, it's, it's all this strategy talk with my uh, agents and managers. I mean, it, it's funny. A friend of mine who's uh, been hustling the skincare industry for a few years, and she's really coming up with some interesting things and working hard, she mentioned to me, she's like, well, it's not like the acting industry where they just send you someplace and if you get the job, you do as you're told and that's that. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not been my experience. My experience has been it's uh, it gets pretty political. Um, you have to make some really interesting moves and decisions and you have to strategize. And uh, when I heard myself say that, I, I just I was kind of surprised because for, for a long time it really was just kind of go where you're set and do your thing. Um, but uh, the unfortunate thing, Rex, is that some of the most interesting stories in terms of uh, political stuff or uh, any kind of savvy on my part or mostly my managers and 
agent's part, I can't really talk about. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, then, yeah, they're, they're, they're great stories, mind you, but I, I, uh, it's, you know, I, I can't really share them. I, I'm trying to figure no, out if there's a vague way I can transmit some of the things that have happened. Yeah, but, I mean, certain situations where people have, have offered me stuff. And, and the unfortunate thing is that because actors like to work, they're, they're assuming that, uh, and in some cases these are people that I had some sort of working relationship with or, or that I was friends with or any number of things um, in, in some of those situations. And uh, they're, they're assuming that actors want to work and that that they're doing I mean, not doing you a favor, but they're they're doing you a good turn by uh, continuing that on. And and in, in a few situations, I had to figure out how to get out of some things and uh, how to, uh, you know, and how to express that I didn't think that they were necessarily bad at their job, but just that I have a very particular taste when, when it comes to what I do. So. Well, I, I think I think it's fair that any talent. Um, whether it be in front of or behind camera, establish the criterion for which they wish to work, or and how or they wish to be perceived. So I, you know, I, I don't think anybody should, uh, you know, begrudge anyone for having selectivity in their career or or their career moves. So, um, you know, more power to you. I also understand the need to not share information where. Um, it could be, you know, problematic, and you know, my my best stories are the ones that I can't talk about. Um, the funny thing is, is that I've actually read. It, it's funny when you read online and someone surmises exactly what happened yeah, in a certain situation, or someone someone uh, gets it, and and you go, well, I, I'd love to chime in, but I can't. But this person somehow figured it out. Um, but you know, in, in any case, uh, uh, so far. I've turned down a lot of money, <laughs> which makes me feel foolish. I uh, um, was talking to a, an actor buddy of mine named Kenneth Mitchell, and the big joke we had was, you know, hey, okay, so no DeLorean this year, but, uh, you know, get, give me a couple of years, two or three years, hopefully the money and the desire to, to do the part will line up. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, I understand that. I, I mentioned in one of my shows, and I don't know which one or whatever, that I had a friend who, at the time, uh, appeared on on one of these. I guess what would be considered at that time kind of a reality sports show back in the say 70s or 80s. It was um, like Circus of the Stars, where celebrities would get up and do you know, trapeze acts. Or this, I remember, was shot at Pepperdine, and it was some kind of like football game for the stars. And, and I and I said, why on earth? I mean, you're you're a person who wants to be considered a, a serious actor. Why would you ever do this? And he said, well, the losing team gets paid, I think it was twenty five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars. And I said, but why would you do this? And he said, because the losing team gets paid this amount of money. And I said, yeah, but, but why? You know, I mean, I just couldn't fathom that somebody would do it. And he said, you know, I'm doing it for the cash. Uh, on the other hand, there are those people who, like yourself, who just said, you know, I just turned down a lot of money because, you know, I'm 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 holding out for roles that I, you know, I I want to choose, or I'm holding out for, you know, being more selective. And and uh, you know, I I gotta say, uh, either decision is is perfectly okay with me. I I guess I would have said years ago that I understood your decision over his, uh, but now being slightly older, and you know, I understand his decision as well. 
Well, yeah, I mean, let's and let's just be totally clear. I mean, there honestly, there I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a paycheck here and there. I really don't. No, no. Um, um, I'm in a position where I, I don't have a family or a wife. I don't have many financial responsibilities, and the money that I have made, I've I've put in the bank. I haven't really spent it. Um, so. And that was by design. That was so I could sit around and and hopefully wait for the projects that I want to do. But can can I say to you here on this? It's going to sound like I'm I'm bragging, but just just to kind of you know put it in perspective. And when I hear myself say this, I I actually feel like a total idiot. But can I say I've turned down uh, just under half a million dollars to to do like a series or something like that? Sure. Yeah, I can. And uh, now that I hear myself say that, I'm. I, I kind of agree with your friend. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It was a foolish maneuver. Um, I mean, the, now, now, as a consequence to that, um, I don't get that money. Uh, the money that I made in, in lieu of that was uh, far, far, far less. However, um, I enjoyed what I did. Um, I enjoyed what I did in that time a lot more than I would have enjoyed the other job. I think uh, that a lot more. Was that? I know. I just I just think that that's crucial. I think that. And by the way, you know, people in the chat room are saying integrity. You know, and you know, and, and they go, if you know that you got money for food and for your life, and you can bank it, great. But you know, it, you're, what they're what they're coming up with you is is a person of integrity, and and I got to agree with them. And 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 the. The, uh, yeah, kind of it's very kind of them to say that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say I would put it in slightly different terms. I would say a person of stupidity, because frankly, look, I, to, to be honest, taking a job like that or not, um, you can still be an integrous person. You know, you can oh, still sure, be sure. someone uh, who has tremendous integrity, and, and in fact, could go on to do the coolest project in the world. I, I again, I can't get into the various stories but sure. but uh you know there are certain things that just as far as i was concerned i i you know like i said i i, I had banked you know i banked the money so that i can make choices like this i think as i get older and smarter uh in certain ways i think i will i will start to take those gigs like for example some of the actors that i know <laughs> well hell i'll just i'll just name one right because this 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 guy has I, I have nothing on this man. I have nowhere near anything on this guy, so it's not like I'm saying anything bad about him. Uh, Ray Wise uh-huh. is, like, first guy. of all, he's the, he's, yeah, he's the coolest guy. And uh, me and him and David Strathairn are, are on the set, and I honestly did learn kind of a valuable lesson from from Ray because, you know, this guy was in Good Night, Good Luck with uh, with David, right? This guy has been in everything. He's he's a hell of an actor. He's incredible. Mm. And he's, uh, and, and he's been in these projects that I would just kill to be in. And he continues to be in projects that I would kill to be in, right? So that's, that's Ray Wise's career. But Ray Wise, he gets it. You see that he looks at his career, sees all the stuff that he does, see how, sees how ridiculous it is, and thinks it's all just really cool. <laughs> so, like, so we're, we're all standing around. <laughs> and he goes, and, and we're talking about stuff or whatever, and he gets this look in his eyes, little gleam, and he goes, you know, I'm, he's like, I don't know if you guys are, what you guys are doing tonight, but I got a, I got a movie on the Sci-Fi Channel, Giant Insects. 
And, you know, and Mike just had this great smile on his face. Yeah, yeah giant insects that come down, we got to stop them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, this guy gets it. This guy, this guy is on a different level. Um, that's, that's, but, you know, on the other hand, he's Ray Wise. I mean, he, he's, he's just going to kind of show up and be Ray Wise, and no one's going to take the fact that he's Ray Wise away from him. You know, I, I don't know if I have that luxury yet, and perhaps that's why at this point I need to – um, not fight the giant insects, but I think I think the giant insects are in my future. Is what I'm saying. I hopefully because who doesn't want to fight giant insects? You know, hey, um, I gotta say that I fought, I literally fought a giant insect in one of my earlier movies, so I got that out of my system. Good, <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I know. I mean, not that you wanted to, but uh, but no, you no. I you know, you have made so many valuable points right now in in talking about Ray and about your career. Um, and and you've woken me up to stuff. I mean, I used to look at things like like you know actors and go, why would they do that? And I would never want to do that. And I want to be left with this body of a, of work that I'm proud of, and and not just schlock and this and the other. But if you realize, I mean, on the one hand, I guess it's it's how seriously we take ourselves, and if we understand we're in the entertainment industry, that that leaves yeah. a wide window for opportunities to do anything. I mean, even if it's a, a you know, a, a low-budget, horrible movie that didn't turn out the way that you'd hoped, you know, I don't think there should be shame in the fact that, no. you, like you said earlier, that you took a paycheck or that you did it. Um, Ray Wise, by the way, has, to me, one of the most powerful scenes in all of television history, and that's the uh, the uh, phone scene with uh, Sheriff Harry Truman when he comes in, in in Twin Peaks and tells him that Laura Palmer body has mm-hmm. been found and they don't even say it and i mean that would that that to me is one of the most potent things i've you know i've ever watched as, as, yeah. as an actor so i mean he he, he you know if he, if he if he hits both extremes <laughs> you know more power to him well he's i mean he's an incredible talent and uh again like i said my theory is that he's already very wise uh he's already established himself in such a such an amazing way that I, because, uh, you know, my buddy of mine, Sean McNall, we were all sitting around and they were talking about theater stuff. And some people were asking Sean some of the things that he's accomplished. And Sean is an extremely accomplished theater actor in, in uh, New York. And he has all these awards and everything like that. And someone was asking him, well, do you, you know, well, I heard that you had this award. And, and Ray walks up and Shane goes, yeah, yeah. And he talks about his OB. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I, I had that. And it's like, wow. And, and this is, I think this is why Ray Wise can go and, fight the insects if he wants. Like I said, I, I don't know that I'm in a position where I could get away with too, too much of that. On the other hand, who knows? I mean, I, I might be taking myself too too seriously. I mean, you know, the the biggest amount of money that I've ever turned down was a situation where I, I really desperately didn't want to do it. Um, you know, to, and, and, and the thing is, again, I, I kind of live in a... Having said that, I kind of live in a strange bubble where... Um, you know where uh, I look. Being an actor is a hell of a job if if you can keep it rolling. Uh, it's it's kind of amazing. So it, it sounds ex- honestly when I hear myself say these things, it does sound a little bit ungrateful. Um, but the theory that I'm operating on is that it will pay off better in the long run if I'm a little bit choosy. Now that doesn't mean that I won't take a calculated paycheck here and there. I certainly will. But uh, 
the the theory that I have is that if I'm a little bit choosy, then I I'm available for for the things that I want to do. The thing is, every time you make a call like that, and I just made yet another one recently. Um, first of all, you're not <laughs> you're maybe not working as much as you'd like, but secondly, um, you 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 really do regret um, the money that you would have made. Um, and uh, and the reality is is that you know tons of people do jobs that, that they don't necessarily have a personal stake in. And I, I don't know where some actors get the idea that we have a right to love everything that we do or, or a lot of things that we do or whatever. I, I don't know. There's I, <laughs> there's my perspective and there's the, the cold reality of needing money and then there's a bunch of other stuff, man. I, I don't know. I, I when I hear myself say these things, I'm 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 a little bit uncomfortable with what's coming <laughs> coming out of my mouth. Well, um, you know, let me say that I appreciate your candor. I know that the listeners do, uh, and you know, uh, the people in the chat room are on your side, and they're going, "Hey, you know, uh, Gaffer girls have said, hey, better offers. You know, the good offers are coming. I mean, they made a prediction, but I mean, you're getting a lot of support in the chat room, and 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 they're all they're all on your side. So you know, the the point is. Uh, is that I think that by having this conversation, you are demonstrating to the listeners the, the delicate kind of positions a, a talent like, your, like yourself or any talent can find themselves in as, as they maneuver, you know, Hollywood in their careers. And, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of like a football game. You know, you make decisions in the split instant that sometimes you regret or sometimes you uh, are glad, you know, because your goal is to get to the goalpost. And and you spend a whole lot of time practicing and planning, you know, how to get there. And then and then when push comes to shove, you sometimes have to decide in the instant. And, yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, there's bad. there's an actor that I uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name who. Did. Well, no, I mean, you know what? It's, it's who cares? I don't know this guy, Ewan McGregor, right? He uh, I remember at the beginning of his career uh-huh. when he was doing all these really insane and wonderful independent movies, and uh, he was he was kind of a loudmouth. Uh, when he first started, and you know, and people say, and he said all these integrous things, you know, and he would, he made some comment about uh, what was it about? Um, God, what was that movie? Uh, Will Smith fights the aliens. Yeah, you know, what was it? Independence Day. Oh, right. and uh, made some comment about that movie in 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 public, you know, and it was publicized said something like, "Oh yeah, you know, movies like Independence Day would never be in a piece of uh, sh." Blank T. Right. I, I can't swear on Rex Sykes movie, but can I? Nah, you should. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to. Anyway, I'd never be in a piece of crap like that. Is basically what he said, except right. in stronger language. And uh, and you know, at the time, I don't even. I think I was just starting to comp- contemplate being an actor at the time. But it struck me as as off that he said that. And uh, now, years later, you see the way he handles these political situations. He's way more. Uh, diplomatic and it's because I, I think he realizes um you're lucky if you get jobs that you actually like you're lucky if you get jobs at all uh let alone jobs you actually like now a young Ewan mcgregor was getting all these incredible roles handed to him and so he was like oh yeah well see and i'm, I'm i have integrity and i've turned this down and i've turned that down and so i deserve to say that this is bad and that is not and and you know, but then later on, you you start seeing the reality of it, and sometimes you know you, you try to be in a film, and and it doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go, or you know any number of things, and and uh, you end up sometimes turning in not your best work for whatever reason, and you start realizing that uh, 
you know, it's the the real world is a lot more complicated than that. You know, it's it's and, and in terms of paychecks and stuff, like I said, as much as much as I have, I am fighting the urge to to take paychecks. I also sometimes encourage people to do so. There's a, an actor recently that I just talked to that I just worked with uh, who was going to do some sort of like, there was some hosting gig that was handed to him, and I'm like, just do it. Do it. Who cares? Just get it out of the way. Take the money, bank it, and then, you know, if you want to turn down the next one, do it because you've got the money. Uh, Frank Darabont, for God's sakes. I, I, uh, I, I constantly have this debate with him where... I go, listen, Frank, um, next time someone puts, like, Transformers on your desk, which, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff has come across his desk, and he's turned it down. He turns it down. He turns down stuff all the time. And I said, you know, Frank, next time Transformers comes across your desk, um, talk to me, you know, because it seems to me that you could make that movie anything that you want, and it's going to... You know, so long as it has giant fighting robots that'll live up to expectations, and then Frank will go, well, yeah, but then you'd be like, you know, you'd have Hasbro all over you telling you what to do, and blah, 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 and it's, you know, and I have no feel for what's giant fighting robots. I'm like, yeah, but you have, you have a feel for aliens and weird stuff. And Come on, man, you could, you could find something in there. And we have this whole debate, and basically I'm saying to him, like, dude, taking a paycheck ain't a bad thing. Like, you know, just sometimes do it. And then he'll say back to me, he's like, yeah, and that's, that's what you do? And I'm like, okay, okay, fine, fine. You know, because so, me and him are, every time I try to push him to do that, he, he'll he push me to do the same thing. And I'll, you know, it's like, well, why don't you just take this series or take that? I'm like, uh, well, I mean, no, though. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're very similar in that way. We we kind of only, only really want to devote ourselves to do things that we like. The thing with a director taking a paycheck, and the thing that I realize every time I try to push him to do so, is that his level of devotion has to be much higher than your average regular on a set. Oh, um, right, right. You know, he if he were to take a paycheck, if he were to, you know, have done something like Transformers, which you know, like he could have, it would it would have required of him three or four years of his life thinking about nothing but giant fighting robots. Which right. you know, to me sounds like heaven, but to him sounds like hell. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and honestly, I also see his point in that. You know, yes, you could figure out cool things to do with that, but there's no guarantee that people are going to let you do that. Um, he, uh, there was uh, another situation, and I probably shouldn't say what project that came across his desk, and. He told me about it, and I'm like, why, why, why would you turn that down? That's exactly up your alley. That's, you know, yeah, it's it's this it's this schlocky thing, but if you do it in a high class way, it honestly it could be one of the coolest things ever because the source material is so good. And don't you? I mean, haven't we talked about this? Don't you love that source material? And then uh, he answered. He goes, Yes. In fact, I I I told him how much I loved it when I got offered it. I but the script was terrible, and I said, listen, I will reread all of the source material, which is stacks and stacks of of uh, stories. I will reread all that source material. I'll find their story, and I'll write their script. And uh, and they didn't want to do that. They wanted to be in production like three or four months later. And uh, <laughs> so it's like there's there are compromises being made that, that sometimes make these things all the more difficult. Um, so... Anyway, Sam, 
No, no. The, uh, uh, I want to come back to that in just a second. I'm going to take a short break and and come back to that point because that's an excellent an excellent place. I just need to uh, remind listeners though that they're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official website is rexsikes.com. Uh, some of my upcoming guests are audition coach and acting coach Kristen Shaw, producer Jason Brubaker, Sherry Candler, PR and marketing, a film notable. Uh, Michael Kaplan, uh, producer, I, and uh, John Reese, author of Think Outside the Box Office, director, as well as uh, Peter Broderick, uh, distribution guru, plus a whole host of others, Paul Provenza, Dale, Dallas Jenkins, and uh, Mitch Apley will all be rescheduled. Uh, so stay tuned to uh, Rex Sykes Movie Beat uh, for uh, more fascinating guests and keep in mind that all of this is available also as podcasts from iTunes and please continue to share uh, all these guests and this information on your Facebook walls, MySpace pages and uh, and through Twitter. Thank you. Sam, the, the, you know, I, I appreciate this so much. I really do and I know our listeners do and there's a, there's a flurry of just really great support and comments, uh, you know, for you in the chat room, whether you're paying attention or not. And, I, I know, actually I, do not have the chat room in front of me. So. And I and I usually encourage guests not to anyway because <laughs> it's too hard to read and, and I mean it's tough enough for me. <laughs> but anyway, the um the uh and, and thanks chat room people, you guys are, are the best. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you chat room people. I appreciate um, that. But but you see, you, you've upped the level of our conversation here so that people can understand the dilemma that that talent is put in in making career choices and that it's, you know, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that if for my career right now where I am in the Midwest doing, I would take anything I could that pays yeah. so that I could put money on, you know, food on the plate for my kids. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just the way it is. And, and I would be embarrassed by a lot of it and some of it might be good. But but you're in a different position, as you said, and, and, and so is... It's Frank. I mean, the directors, when you, you talked about the devotion required to do a Transformer movie or the fact that the source material, uh, that the director is willing to rewrite something, but, they, but the producers want to be in production. I mean, there are literally lots of reasons why things happen or don't happen or why you jump on board or don't jump on board or why the experience of having jumped on board may be less than glorious uh, mm-hmm. than you had anticipated or more wonderfully surprising than you had uh, dared dream of. You know, I mean, in other words, there's so many factors that come into play. And sometimes well, being on, I, I remember being on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I was on a movie that yeah, six weeks, and the last day we were on location, and the last day it came back that the negative had been scratched uh, from the dailies, and we had to spend an extra day on this location. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to lock myself in my cabin, and I didn't want to ever come out again because I was wanting to get back to Los Angeles. I was so desperate the whole last week. I was just like, i got to get out of here. I, you know, it was like, I don't know, I, you know I, was, I wasn't in a cabin where it was cabin fever, but that's how I felt. I felt so claustrophobic being on this location. And then the word came back we were going to be there another day before we could wrap, and I was like, God, no. You know, I, was, I, I, I totally know what you mean i mean i actually and i god i'm I'm admitting this on on air i've uh i i have at times read script revisions that in private caused me to like just literally toss the script across the room uh in in anchor uh which i would never do in front of anyone i I, you know i i believe that you really you really owe it to the people that you're working with to be pleasant and easy to work with um so all all of my 
all of my uh, tantrums are in private. <laughs> all of them are, are where no one can see me, right, and right. Uh, no one has to deal with that. Um, you know, but but the, it's it's hilarious that that you know the story you told and the story I just told, like that somehow we feel like we have the right to to be totally engaged by this stuff. And and honestly, I, I'm playing with the idea that we don't, um, but I, I can't seem to make the leap between the logic and the action. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know I will here and there, especially if money starts dwindling, then the leap between the logic and the action is, is simply necessity. You know, I'd have to, right, right. have to take some, some paychecks, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, the, <laughs> when, when I hear what's, well, you know, when I, when I hear about, when I, when I think about some of the things that I've turned down and, and, you know, sometimes the money was okay. Sometimes the money was little and sometimes the money was extreme. Um, I, I, again, I do feel a little bit foolish. I don't regret it because the thing I actually got to do some things that I wanted to do because I turned that down, you know, the, but the, the, the biggest risk when you do these things, um, you, you feel very uncertain when, when oh. you make a choice like this. And I've made a choice like this several times. Um, you know, one of the things that I can talk about, and, and I can talk about it because it wasn't because of the quality of the show that I wanted out, but uh, it's, it's uh, with Bella Circle Loved that show to death. Um, but in terms of its cast roster, it was just too crowded. Um, I, I joined the show after the uh, the miniseries. I, was, I joined on episode one of the series, and they'd already had 12 regulars that they'd established, and uh, they, they needed to spend uh, their precious 42 minutes of screen time on those people before they got to anyone new, which was me, you know? And so I was being paid really well, but I wasn't doing much, and, and so I invited them to, to kill me off. And, and again, I I always say this every time I tell this story. If anyone does not believe me, the episode one, uh, which I think is entitled 33, at least on the Blu-ray, which is what I have, um, and probably the DVD, uh, in the commentary, they corroborate this story. So I'm not, I'm not making this up. This, this, this did happen. Um, but it wasn't for the quality of their show. I was in love with their show. Um, and, but the thing is, you, so you turn something like that down and, uh, you say, listen, yeah, you know, I, I know how much you guys like to kill people, so here, I'm inviting you. You know, like <laughs> Schwarzenegger and Predator, you know, kill me, I'm here, come on, you know, that type of thing. And uh, <laughs> so when you do that, you get in this place where you're like, wow, I just, I caught a wave, and then I just, I, I ejected from the surfboard. And now I'm, now I'm trying, you know, now I'm treading water again. Why did I do that? What, and what? You know, I did that so that perhaps I could get better jobs where that that could forward my career uh, in a better way than than being sort of a a, a bit role on this series. Um, which again, I, I want to thank the Battlestar guys because by the time that they were uh, going to kill me off, they they sent me off with some really awesome material. You know, like almost as a because they they were aware of the predicament that I was in and and sort of a as a peacemaking gesture, wrote me some really, really great extensive stuff uh, for the, like my last three episodes. Um, so that was really awesome. But, um, you know, uh, very kind people to, to have even cared because they weren't required to. They could have just killed me and that would have been the end of it. But uh, they actually wrote me some really challenging stuff. The thing is, so you get off and I'm, I'm reading these, 
like I'm, you know, I'm a sci-fi guy, you know, geek. So I was reading some interviews with uh, Will Wheaton when he left Next Generation, and he he talks about. I, I thought it was so fascinating. He he, uh, he. I was a fan of this guy since like Stand by Me, right? And he talks about how um, he was at like a Star Trek convention, and he you know he saw like a couple of the original Star Trek fans, uh, Star Trek uh, crew cast cast members actually. Uh, having some drink at a bar and there was something about it, you know, then they were all there for a convention and there was something about, maybe they were taking a drink too early for his taste. And there was something that he considered uh, kind of sad about that. And he goes, Oh man, that's never going to be me. And he started getting it into his head that, you know, sitting at a, at a computer desk and saying, I, sir, wasn't a good enough job. And, and he said in this interview, he goes, you know, I wish someone had just taken me aside and said, you know, in, in the world, in the grand scheme of things, Sitting at a, a desk and saying "I sir" and getting paid the amount of money you're getting paid ain't the worst job. No. And uh, I try to always remember that. But so far, I've been rewarded by um, by stepping out of certain situations. Um, if I had stayed on Battlestar, uh, I would never have been on Dexter or worked on The Mist or any of the number number of things that have happened. That that those couldn't have happened because of scheduling. So, you know, certain things where I'm like, uh, yeah, I, so far the gamble has worked, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's always, you always feel like you've made some big mistake. And, and the, and the reason you feel that way is because you, you legitimately have, you've turned down, um, you've turned down things that you have to gain. Um, and in this world, like that's, you know, it's a real thing. So I, I'm not telling people to not take the paycheck, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Um, also, work begets work. So just kind of working um, helps you. And sometimes you meet people on, you know, you'll do some film that is just terrible, but you'll meet a few guys who are extremely talented and they'll go on and do something and they'll remember that that you were this motivated young person who could, you know, do a bunch of stuff. I mean, who knows? Who really knows? Well, Sam, I will venture my opinion. (laughs) And one is, is, you know, what we've kind of talked about is to thine own self be true. You know, uh, I mean, you've got to be true to your own heart, your own mind, and and your own choices. And and if if you and I and anybody listening can embrace the, you know, you you do the best you can with what you got and then don't regret it. I mean, the list of people who've turned down Academy Award-winning movies and roles and and things is, 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 is probably longer than you know, all of our collective arms put together. You know, we, we people have made choices in one way only to discover that it bit them in the ass. But, right. you know, if we live in regret, you know, what should have, could have, you know, might have been, um, we're not getting anywhere any faster. If we can learn from our mistakes and use it as feedback, you know, to maybe propel us in, in a, a more appropriate direction in the future, well, then then great. What what I get from you is is someone who's thoughtful about their career, somebody who's, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I mean somebody who's no, thoughtful but... about their career, somebody who does display integrity. You know, in the last show you talked about um, kind of inadvertently, you know, getting an audition because you helped someone who dropped something in the middle of the road, and and you know you didn't know that it would lead to other things, but but because of the kind of person you were, you you ran across into the street and helped this person and walked them into their office, and it turned out to. To, to also be a blessing for you in disguise. Um, you know, the argument of taking the paycheck or not taking the paycheck, 
again, it's it's you know to your own self be true. But I think that the people who make it the furthest are people like yourself who show up. They do a professional job. They're nice on the set. They're courteous. They're respectful. They demonstrate that they have a passion and a devotion for their career and a respect for the talent around them, and they're just good people to be around versus the people who are jerks and asses and, and you know and 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 belligerently nasty you know so so what you've described in 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 talking and speaking candidly to myself and the listeners of of movie beat is is i think very um apt and very wise i mean you know in, in other words it 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 it, it it demonstrates that that you have to put some thought into your own career, and and that that you're doing that, and that uh, and that you that you are devoted to it, and that you 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 know you take it seriously enough to have you know these concerns as as and that you're working it through. And I think that that that's part of what we all do in life all the time, though, too, is is work through things and 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 try and know whether we're on the right path or not so you know i I really appreciate you being candid and sharing this because i don't know that many people get to to understand you know they think well i just want to work you know or you know they have this illusion of the hollywood dream and you know and what that all means and and by all means pursue your dreams but but understand that uh there are considerations and 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 things that people encounter along the way so all right again i want to say once again that that uh you know, I just want to work. Sometimes ain't wrong. You know, sometimes right, right, that's the right, right instinct. Um, you know, it's again. I, <laughs> look, the the latest, uh, for example, the, the the latest big sum of money that I've turned down, that has yet to pan out. You know, I mean, I, um, I can I say that I did some things that I enjoyed since then. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, uh, the most recent example, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, here's another one where I rolled the dice so far. They've all panned out in terms of, you know, my happiness, but, uh, you know, the, the latest one that, that, that could end up being a mistake and, and, uh, you know, would it have hurt me to go and spend X amount of time doing this to get this paycheck and then have a little bit more money to sit on? Um, who knows? Uh, all I know is that I, I told Kenneth Mitchell that I'd, be driving a DeLorean by 2013. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and by the way, I don't, Ken, if you're listening, Maybe I don't know if give I you really one. What's that? Maybe someone will give you one now. Sure. You know, um, Ken, I don't know if I really want a DeLorean. All I know is that there's a company called DeLorean now that's like making new ones. So it's out there. It's You know, the option is there to sure. have your DeLorean sure. and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, as the saying goes. What? Well, let, Nothing. let me... <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many do they make a year now? I mean, it's still down to a dozen or less, or whatever the deal is. I'm not sure. I don't know, but um, but I, uh, you know, I've definitely checked out their website and hit eBay, <laughs> and you know, it's because it's funny. Like I, I'm look, I, I I drive the same car that I've driven uh, since I got to L.A. Um, oh, in fact, cool. speaking of Darabont, he's he's only recently started giving me shit for that. You know, uh, he's, a, he's a big car guy, and I'll pull up in my relative's beater, and he'll go, all right, Whitwer, listen, <laughs> like, when is this going to change, man? When are you, when are you going to get a new car? And my thing is, dude, look, yeah, until such time as I have ridiculous amounts of money that I don't even know what to do with, I, I'm treating this all as lockdown, man, because there's, you know, it's, it's – uh, 
you know, it's I I live not incomparably differently than uh, than when I first came to L.A. And it's because I I have this either you could call it a respect or you could call it a deep seated fear of how difficult this business is. And I have gone. Um, even since I started working, I've gone 11 months without work, you know, where you go, Oh, wow. You know, and the real trick there as an actor or, or someone in the business is to not lose your confidence in that time to, to look at it and say, well, listen, this is just something that can happen to anyone. And this, this has happened before it will happen again. It's just part of the game. And it has nothing to do with what I'm bringing to the audition room. The moment you start thinking it has to do with what you're bringing to the audition room, it actually starts to affect what you're bringing to the audition room. Um, so, you know, what, part of the part of the way that I combat that is just to make sure that I don't really spend a hell of a lot of money. Well, um, no, that's, that's wise. I mean, that's 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 just smart, you know, wise thinking. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. Well, let me I tell mean, you. Well, I think no, that part is wise. I think. No, I think you're right. Yes, I'm going to give myself credit for that one. But give yourself credit you know. for that. I, mean, I, I, I have mentioned on the show before that I have a friend. We got about five minutes left, but I had a friend who, when I was 18 or 19, I thought he was like 35. Turns out he was my age. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I thought he was older because by the time he was 20, 21, he had bought five or six different investment properties. You know. Right. Uh, and you know, and now he's got lots of investment properties. He's he's diversified in all sorts of different business. Plus, he's an actor and and all this stuff. And I and and when I found out that we were the same age was when we were probably around forty. You know, and I'm like, going, holy crap! I thought you were always you know much much older than I was. But he was just smarter than I was at the time. Um, mm. But Sam, I, I want to point out something that that we didn't mention. Uh, and and again, we've got maybe four minutes. But but you know, in terms of just taking the paycheck, there are lots of things that you get paid for that never see the light of day. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I just did a, a pilot that that did not go. It's a perfect example. So I mean, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with taking the work. Some of it will show up, and some of it won't. And there's movies that end up in in lab shelves and never get released, and and pilots that don't go, and yeah, and and, and all sorts of stuff. So you do the work, you do the best you can, and and uh, and and hopefully, you know, you you you're smart enough to invest your money and and keep it for the rainy day, and and. Uh, for when times may be lean, you know, and hopefully they won't be. So, uh, but right. Well, and and when they are, just remember that you know at Ralph's there's 25 cent burritos and they're just waiting there. That's good to, to know. I mean, because like <laughs> my agent hasn't sent me out since Gone with the Wind, but what? Quit this business? Never. Yeah, yeah. Keep at it. Keep at it. Um, now it's it's it is a tough racket. It certainly is. The thing is. As I, I was talking to, I've been talking to a lot of actors about this type of thing recently. Uh, I guess it's that time of year. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine last night, and she's 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 gorgeous, but she is also super talented. And for whatever reason, she she hasn't quite gotten on a on a roll yet, where you know she's working consistently and making her living at just acting. And and I'm you know I'm telling you right now, it ain't because of her talent. Um, and I know a lot of actors like that where it's like, look, I, this is this is a mystery to me because this person has a marketable look. This person is really sharp, really smart, really talented, and the dice haven't rolled their way. Um, and we were, you know, we were talking about all these things concerning, uh, you know, when when do you give up? When do you try harder? When you know what, what you know what what's the point if if you're constantly you know in this in this. Uh, struggle and and you know the answer to it is i don't know the answer 
yeah. I've been extraordinarily, extraordinarily fortunate to be able to make a living for most of my eight or nine years here in town. Uh, when I first got here, you know, and just start, starting, I obviously was not. Um, however, I was eating 25, you know, I was spending a, like a buck on food a day, <laughs> eating 25 cent burritos. Um, when, uh, uh, but, but I also should say that I was, I was a young man who was getting a little bit of help from like my parents, you know, which is another extreme luxury that I had, you know? Um, but once I started working and, you know, like I would make a few thousand dollars and I would just, I would just sit on it, you know, and, and not spend it and keep eating my 25 cent burritos. Now these days I, you know, the 25 cent burritos have, have, you know, ballooned to like these nice, like 40, $50 sushi meals here, you know, here and there. So I'm, I, you know, yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm eating better and I've, I've been doing stuff like, you know, eating ridiculously expensive meals sometimes more often than I should. But the fact of the matter is, is that I've been really lucky. Like I can talk about how I wanted to step out of Battlestar and how things went well because of that. And things I got to do things I would never would have been able to do and things that would have helped me more than staying on, on say Battlestar. But, uh, I had to, I had to walk the white lady across the street to even get there, which is, horrifying when you think about it you know if i were to speaking of a delorean if i were to get into a delorean hit 88 miles per hour and go back in time and try to reproduce what success i've had i couldn't do it i couldn't do it because so much of it depends on being exactly in the right uh place at exactly the right time um you can't reproduce that you can't reproduce wild strokes of luck so again i I don't know what the answer is, Rex, but, you know, keep on well, you talking. Know I mean, I, I would probably tell most people to stay in the gig, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And, and I encourage people to, to keep their dream and to keep it alive. Sam, you know what? We're out of time, you know. Cool. And, but this has been a fascinating hour. I'd love to have you back if, if you're available in the future and would, would let the uh, listeners know uh, when that would be. Uh, but this has been a, a absolutely fascinating hour, and I sure appreciate it. So uh, you up for more sometime in the future? Sure, man. <laughs> sure. Somebody, somebody, were, you, were you the guy that called me on that one time? Said, well, now that you asked me on the air. I, <laughs> yeah, well, I asked. Oh, no, I don't think I did, but now I'm going to call you on it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, it has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, the chapter are, are thrilled. i, I got to say goodbye here and, and close the show. But uh, I will talk to you in a couple of minutes, and, and thank you so much. Thanks, dude. Have a hey, have a fabulous weekend and, and go out and splurge on a dinner. I <laughs> will. I'll do it. All right, I'll talk to you in a bit. Thank All you. Right, and thanks uh to you, my listeners, and for everyone in the chat room uh for being there and and uh for tuning in. Thanks for sharing this website and these interviews on uh on your football MySpace page, your uh, Twitter and your retweets. By the way, my Twitter address is Rex Sykes Movie B T. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. Uh, the last word is abbreviated, uh, so please uh, go ahead, follow us, and, and join us. Um, thanks again, Sam. You can become a member of the Rex Sykes Movie Beat Facebook group or friends page by uh, clicking on the link at my profile page or by searching us there on Facebook. Everybody have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects. Until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.